that find it never die Past mountain peaks Graced white with snow The way grows brighter as it goes There is a road inside of you Inside of me there is one too No stumbling to Zion's in your heart, the road to Zion's in your heart. Welcome to Pathfinder Radio. That song is, pa- is The Road to Zion by Petra, and uh, it's speaking of spiritual journey we're all on, and we're here to help you, assist you on that journey, and uh, the name of this show is called Spiritually Speaking. And uh, we've been doing a series on prayer, and I hope you uh, have uh, been enjoying it. I hope so. I would love to hear from you if you're listening to the show. And uh, if you would take time, to drop me a line at raven at waytheraven.net or even on Twitter at pradio7. That's at sign pradio7. It would make my day and really encourage me to hear from you. If you didn't get a chance to hear these broadcasts, just go to my website, waytheraven.net, and click the button for Pathfinder Radio. You can listen there when I'm live and listen to recorded shows you may have missed. Just go to my website and let that always be your portal to Pathfinder Radio and you will always have the latest version of the show. And while you're there, take time to explore my website. Most people find it fascinating and useful and I hope you will also. Most people will. And uh, and also if you wish to interact with the live broadcast and view the links and references during this show, just join me on Twitter at, at PRadio7 when we are live. We are taking a deeper look at prayer in this study and this is part three. Prayer's most basic definition is talking to God. But, you know, it's so much deeper than anything, though, that humans can even define. Prayer is the very lifeblood of the Christian, but it is sadly the least emphasized, or it's taught as just a way to get something from God. As blood is to the body, prayer is to the spiritual man. It carries away impurities, it fights spiritual diseases, and it furnishes oxygen to our spiritual minds. Prayer tears down walls between you and God. It heals our spiritual deafness so we can hear the voice of God. Prayer is the loftiest, most privileged thing you can do. It's where the power comes from that anoints the ministry God has given to you. I really hate to hear when people say, oh, well, I can't sing, I can't preach, I guess I can pray. But prayer is, is the most privileged thing you can do. As it's written, it is not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. That's Zechariah 4.6. If a singer sings and doesn't pray, they might as well be singing secular music. If a preacher preaches and doesn't pray, he's just a public speaker. There's nothing wrong with asking God for something. Don't get me wrong. James 4.2 says that. But prayer is so much more than that. Go before God when you pray in a quiet place. Just still your mind. Like it says in Psalm 46.10 and and chapter 4, verse 4. Call upon him. Invite his presence. Take time to just love him and worship him. Make your requests known if you have any. But when you do, let them be from your heart. Know that you are in his presence. And at times, don't just don't ask him for anything except his presence. Thank him and praise him for what he's done. Thank him and praise him just because he's God. Then take time to listen. Always take time to listen. Give him time to speak. This should be how the majority of your prayer time is spent. We truly need to seek his face and desire his presence more than what he can give. For if we seek him first over what we desire, his promises all other needs will be met, Matthew 6.33 tells us. Learn to pray and commune to God from your spirit. 
If you're born again, God's very own spirit dwells within your spirit. Let his spirit pray in your spirit. Romans eight twenty six through 27 says, Likewise, the spirit also help with our infirmities, for we know that what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. There's an old song that says, Tears are language only God understands. And that's so true. Sometimes you just need to come before God and just let it all out and just groan and cry before God. We're going to continue on in a minute. We're going to take a break right here, though, and listen to this this song and um, and some information. And it's uh, Come Just As You Are by Crystal Lewis.
Are you looking for an exciting fantasy fiction adventure that is both family-friendly, action-packed, and inspiring? If so, then the Raven Quest series by Benjamin Raven Presley is for you. Terrazim is a world of many creatures, but it has a shadow of evil reign upon it by Shinar and his death furies. Skies and Raven are simple folk living off the land, content with their simple existence until one day they find a sword in a cave that empowers them and changes everything. They travel with wolves and even a bobcat as companions and become a force to be reckoned with and become the heroes of Terrazim. Travel with them on their adventures as you read Raven Quest. Raven Quest is up to four exciting volumes, starting with Volume 1, Here Be Dragons. Volume 2, The Scroll and the Key. Volume 3, A Ripple in the Ether. And now Volume 4, This Ever-Present Moment. For detailed information, visit the RavenQuest fan site at ravenquestfan.blogspot.com and order your copies today at wayoftheraven.net. That's wayoftheraven.net. We are back and continuing our study as we look deeper at prayer. What about praying for others? What is your perspective on that? You should actually pray for others more than you pray for yourself. Do you look at others and feel their pain? Do you see a soul that will burn in hell and pray for them while, like you're the only one standing in the way of them going to hell? You should actually pray for them in that way. Do you, you, know, do you see someone sick and pray for them like they were your child, even if you don't know them? What about when you pass by a car accident? Do you pray for the victims of the car accident? When you go by one, or do you just curse them for slowing you down? Remember all that Job went through in the Bible? He's a wealthy man, and he lost everything, but his whole situation changed. And it says, when he forgot about himself, and he prayed for others. Yeah, let's read that. Job 42.10 says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So it's possible to pray like this. It is a place of prayer that God wants everyone to experience. Sometimes the best medicine is to find someone going through what you're going through and ministering to them. Then your focus changes. I heard once someone say, if you want joy, it should be Jesus first, then others, then you. Get it? Jesus, others, you. First letter of each one of those words spells joy. Take the first letter of each one, and you spell joy. And it's so true. Did you know you can feel so burdened for someone that you can almost feel pain for them? Isaiah 66 eight speaks of travail as a woman giving birth. Have you ever prayed, groaned, and travailed for a need before God? Or how about just a need for God? When we enter into this depth of prayer for someone, we become them vicariously. We pray for what they should be praying for themselves, but cannot because they are bound. Daniel prayed for Israel, saying, We have sinned. He wasn't guilty of sins he was praying for, but he was interceding in their behalf in Daniel chapter 9. Paul said he would go to hell in place of another if that's what it would take. That's Romans 9, 3. Mark 2, verses 1 through 12, tells about four friends that tore up a roof to get their friend in the presence of Jesus. In that story in verse 5, it says it was because of his friend's faith that the man was healed. Moses said for God to blot his name out of the book of life if he did not forgive Israel. 
That's in Exodus 32, verses 30 through 34. If these examples in most cases were, for all practical purposes, strangers, how much more should we pray like this if it was our son, our daughter, someone we really love? Do you know someone that's headed for hell, that's headed to hell for eternity? Let those two words ring in your ears and pray to God to awaken you to this reality until you can't help but cry out in anguish to God for them. Have you ever heard of a 1700s preacher named Jonathan Edwards? He preached one of the greatest sermons ever preached in America, and it even made it into a lot of American literature. And I remember when I was coming up in school that we read it as a, as a work of literature. I don't know if it's in schools anymore. But it was called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. So here was a man whose eyesight was so bad, though he wore thick glasses, still had to hold his sermon notes inches from his face to read them. And it's recorded in history, though, that when he preached this sermon, that people began to feel the heat of flames reaping, leaping around their feet. They fell off their seats and clung to the pillars that were holding the gallery up, crying out in despair. Did he apologize? I don't think so. There's a reason for his power and anointing that day, because before he preached, he prayed over and over and over again. He prayed, God, stamp eternity on my eyeballs. God's not impressed with our many words. Matthew 6, 6 through 8 says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall award thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask them. So God knows what's in our hearts. It doesn't matter how eloquent your words are when you pray. I have news for you. If it isn't from your heart, God doesn't even hear you, because for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh in the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. That's First Samuel sixteen seven. So be honest before God and talk to him from your heart. He already knows if what you're saying is from your heart or if it's just words. So you might as well be honest with him. It's so important to spend that time in prayer with him. It's so important. We say we care about our sons and our daughters going to hell, but how much time do we really spend on our knees pleading before God? I know too many people, too many old saints, including myself, that that has seen accidents that our children have been in, and they weren't killed. They weren't even injured. And, and I really believe it's because because people were praying for them, because I was praying for them. I was praying for my children. And, you know, I, I can look back even in, in my parents when I was in, um, before I got saved and living the lifestyle I was living, my parents prayed for me and kept his, his hedge of protection around me. It's so important. We've got to stand in the gap. we got to pray like we are the only one praying for them. You know, we might very well be. But the Bible talks about this in, in one of the scriptures about how he looked throughout the earth for an intercessor, and he couldn't find one. That's pretty sad. Someone to stand in the gap and to keep him from to keep him his wrath from being upon them. You know, and it's so true. So we need to pray. Let's take time and break right here for a song. Uh, this is by a, by a lady named Tamla Mann, and uh, she's got a new album coming out. And I encourage you to buy it. And uh, this song is called "Take Me to the King." <laughs> Options are few 
I'm trying to pray, but where are you? I'm all churched out, hurt and abused. I can't fake what's left to do. Come, truth is, I'm no strength to fight, no tears to cry, even if I tried, but still my soul refuses to
love that song. So important that we take our our needs and take our prayers to the King of Glory, the Lord Himself. The Bible says that Jesus Himself makes intercession for us before the Father, pleading our case. So we need to take it to the King. You know, I tell people all the time. You know, they love to get on the phone and gossip or complain or or you know or just, or just and you know just have all pity parties and stuff. But but I tell people, you know, take it to take it to the throne before you take it to the phone. You know, and it's so important. You know, I, I know there's a lot of, of uh, bad doctrine out there that's going around. I mean, in the last days they said it would happen. You know, there's this really unbiblical doctrine that goes around. It's been going around for years. And, you know, it's kind of a name it, claim it. There's been a lot of name it, claim it books on the market. That, you know, it just makes me sick to see uh, what, what people are making out prayer and living for God. Like it's still all about them and, and their own selfishness. But it's not about the stuff we can get. It's not about manipulating God. Sure, he cares about our needs. He said in his word, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. That's Luke eleven nine. He knows how to give good gifts to his children. It even says in Luke eleven ten through 13. But this is the main emphasis I wish to put you on, put, point you to in prayer. is how to spend time with God. How to get close to him. How to get to know him. He so wishes for his people to hear his voice. To spend time shut up with him, basking in his presence. And as you spend time with him, he will teach you to pray. And I dare say most of our problems will be resolved if we will just spend time in his presence. For it's there that he soothes us. It's there that he embraces us. Our perspective on what is important is changed in his presence. I know many times that I've been praying and just getting in his presence. You know, I didn't even bother to even ask what I was going to ask for because it's like, you know, he just took care of it. He looks in our heart. He knows what we have need of. The Bible says even before we ask it. So very often, though, we pray it's about receiving an answer from God. Perhaps it's a need. Perhaps it's about a loved one. Perhaps it is whether we should take a certain job or not. It's important that we define what is meant by an answer to prayer. Sometimes it seems he does not answer our prayers. I believe he always answers prayer if we're willing to wait. That's right. Sometimes we have to persevere to get an answer to prayer. Remember the example above of travail? Can a woman giving birth change her mind in the middle of having a baby? Can she just come back later to have a baby when she's in labor? No, of course you can't. Neither can we take a casual attitude about prayer if we truly want an answer from God, if we truly want to see our lost loved one saved. Abraham was 100 years old when God gave him a son, Genesis 18. Nehemiah prayed three and a half months before the king granted him permission to go to his brethren. That's in Nehemiah 1 and 2. Daniel prayed 21 days, three times a day before his prayer was answered. That's in Daniel 10 verses 12 through 14. James 5.16 says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So don't give up when you pray. Keep on praying and believing. Secondly, we must understand what is meant by an answer to prayer. His answer isn't always yes, and then proceeds to give us anything we want. He's a good father. He knows what's best for us. Sometimes his answer may be wait. It could be that there are some things that have to happen before he can give you what you requested. Maybe that job you're praying for requires waiting for someone else in the company to leave or to be promoted. Trust him when he says wait. He's working on it. David wrote, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's Psalm 119, verse 105. Have you ever walked down a trail in the dark with a lantern or a flashlight? Does it light the whole trail beginning to end? No, it only lights your next step or two. Well, that's the way God leads, one step at a time. If he showed you the plan he has for your whole life and all that He, we would have to go through to get there, it would scare us to death. A little at a time, day by day, learning what he wants, to learn each step. That's how he gets us where we're going. So don't be surprised. In fact, welcome it when he says wait. Another answer may be no. If the answer is no, then it's no. 
God knows best. It, it could be we are praying for something we know we shouldn't be praying for, something selfish. Be honest with yourself. Do you really want an answer from God, or do you just want him to give you what you want? Pray. Talk to God. Spend time with him. There are so many depths of prayer he wants you to experience. Just pray and love him, and the rest will come. He will teach you. Next week, we're going to get even deeper into what it means to pray, and we're going to learn what it means to truly intercede. So next week, we continue the study on Deeper Look at Prayer, and we talk about praying with authority as spiritual kings and priests unto God. I think most people who pray for others may or may not have experienced this depth of prayer. Some may have never heard of it. You don't want to miss next week's broadcast. Please don't miss a single episode. I think it will really help everyone a lot. Be sure and spread the word and tune in every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a Spiritually Speaking Show. And don't forget about our new show, Meditations, on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have any prayer requests, please make them known by email or Twitter. My team and I will be praying sincerely for each and every request. Also available free of charge is the printed lesson from every show at pathfinderradio.blogspot.com. If you forget all these resources, just visit my main website at waytheraven.net, and you'll find links there to all my blogs, books, and many other useful items to assist you in your spiritual journey. Well, it's been a great show, and be sure and spread the word and listen to Spiritually Speaking every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to play a couple more songs and bid you farewell till next time. I'll be online for a little while longer in case anyone has a question or comment on Twitter. And if you wish, you can also submit your questions at my email address, raven at wayoftheraven.net. This is Raven. God bless. You are
Hi, I'm Benjamin Raven Presley. It can be a confusing world out there with many spiritual paths that just lead to confusion and destruction. It's my desire to help you on your spiritual path and make sense of it all. That's why I have written two books I think you will enjoy and find very useful as you seek to understand the Bible and what it means to walk in the Spirit. The first one is Things I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me When I Became a Christian. That's a long title, I know, but it isn't just a catchy title. That is what this book is literally about. I've been a believer since 1975, and this book is about things I had to learn the hard way, the basic things you need to understand as a believer in Christ, what really matters. It's an easy read, and it's available as a Kindle download for only $2 or a paperback for $7.95. The sister book that gets much more in-depth on many subjects is Are We Making This Too Hard? This is a 400-page book that is full of lessons I've taught through the years. It explains subjects like relationships, grace, intelligent design versus evolution, why the Bible is true, and so much more. Both of these books are available on my website at wayoftheraven.net. My goal in life is to make the Bible and walking with God understandable and relevant, and I know you will benefit from these two books. I've had many tears and sorrow I've had questions for tomorrow There've been times I didn't know right from wrong But in every situation God gave me blessed consolation That my trials come To only make me strong I've been a lot of places And I've seen millions of faces But there were times that I felt so all alone but in my lonely hour, yet those precious lonely hours, Jesus let me know that I was his own. That's the reason I say that through it all, mm, through it all, oh, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Let me tell you that through it all, To depend upon His word. So I thank God for the mountains, and I thank Him for the valleys, and I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through. Oh, if I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in his word could do. That's the reason I say that through it all, mm, through it all, oh, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Let me tell you, through it all, mm, through it all, oh, I've learned to depend upon.
creeping upon his way Oh, through sorrow and shame I've learned to depend upon his word. 